with everything that's happening in the world. Should we feel afraid? Should we feel angry? Should we pick up our weapons and try to fight the tide of evil that's coming upon our world? Or is there a different way to handle things that brings much more peace and stability in our lives? Radical acceptance of all that is. That's what we're going to talk about next. Stay tuned. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Mind's Eye Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and today on the show, we are going to be talking about Zen and radical acceptance of what is. And I think uh, this is a good conversation to have on the show today because, you know, I had a show all scheduled for Wednesday. It was set to premiere and release Wednesday morning, 5 a.m. Eastern Time. And I thought about it all day when I, I recorded this show. I set everything up, and basically it was about uh, talking about what's going on in the United States, you know, with the government, Donald Trump, the, uh, you know, the sedition, the insurrection, you know, the, you know all of that. And I just said to myself, I don't want to put that show out. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to add fuel to that fire. I don't want to cast more stones. And the more I thought about it, the more it, it came to me the... Um, you know, that Zen Buddhist principle of that, that radical acceptance, just accept what is and accept what is to be. Live in the moment. Don't struggle and fight with life. I, I think we do that way too much in this world and in our lives. We're always fighting against something, you know, politics, religious views, um, our state of health, our, you know, everything. We're always struggling against that elusive, invisible enemy. And a lot of times we're, we're trying to defeat that enemy in other people or in other groups. By saying, if you will just do what I say, or if you will just believe what I'm telling you to believe, believe the way that I believe, well, we can make this work and everything will turn out okay. But if you don't do as I say, if you don't believe as I believe, if you don't hold the same principle and the same philosophies, well, it's all going to go bad for you. So we not only wrestle with our own invisible foes, but we wrestle with everybody else's too. Here, let me change you. Here, let me convert you. Here, let me tell you what the truth 
really is. But if we're going to have this mindfulness living, living in the moment, accepting what is, accepting each moment as it happens and as it passes away, we can't struggle with that invisible foe. And I also think our religion here in the West has taught us to always fight that invisible foe. It's, it's the devil, it's the demons, it's your own sin, it's your own fallen nature, it's the flu, it's sickness, it's disease, it's poverty. You know, fight and struggle against these things. And that's one of the things I've always liked about Buddhism is that the struggle isn't there. And if you ever talk to someone who was a Buddhist or a Buddhist monk, you've never met anybody who had such peace in their lives. These people have peace like nobody else you will ever meet or ever talk to. They're happy, they're joyful, they're peaceful. Everything is just okay. But now it's not a lazy philosophy or a lazy religion because they do try to teach people the Dharma or, you know, the teachings of the Buddha. And, you know, these very much uh, coincide with uh, even the teachings of Christ, you know, do well to others. Um, don't be so attached to the things of this world. I mean, you can look up the uh, the Eightfold Path and, you know, the, the, the teachings of the Dharma. So it is a light that they're to uh, give to others to help them live a more peaceful life as well. But it's not something that they force on anyone. You know, it's not like the religious grabbing and shaking. You better believe this and you better do that. Or you're going to be damned or you're going to be in trouble or, you know, all this bad stuff is going to happen. It's not that way. It's, it's a gentle passing and presenting of the light without judging others, without judging what they're doing, without judging what's happening. And that's a difficult place to come to for any of us. But I think for me, you know, having a concept of God of infinite intelligence, of higher power, something that is higher than we are, a higher reality. At least for me and my personal beliefs, that's one of the things that helps me to step back and, uh, you know, 
have that Buddhist perspective. You know, that's their reality. I'm not going to partake in it. But I'm finding myself wanting to go a step further and say, you know, I look at all this chaos uh, that's going on in the world right now when, you know, you talk about the United States government and all of this nonsense. You know, I'm, I'm getting more and more to the place where I'm saying that's their reality. I don't have to partake in that. But I don't have to let what they're doing fill me with being judgmental or anger or fear or despair or any of those kinds of things. Because what will be, will be. And whatever will be is not outside of the wisdom and the knowing and the love or even the plan of God. Higher intelligence is always in control and it's always present. And it will always guide those who seek it. So if other people choose not to seek the light or to seek it in a fallacious way, you know, that's their journey. That's their business. That's their choice. I have my choice to make. And I choose to walk in the light, to be guided by the light. Because sooner or later, all of this is going to hit the wall, the things that people are doing, the way that the world is. It's eventually all going to hit the wall. And a lot of people are going to be injured and they're going to fall to the ground. And when I say injured, I mean injured spiritually, injured mentally, injured psychologically, injured within themselves. And then it will be up to us, those who follow the Dharma, those who follow the light, those who follow the way of the Christ. It will be up to us not to point at them and laugh and scoff and say, we told you so, or kick dirt in their face. It's up to us to help them up. And then to do that non-judgmental, that gentle passing of the light. But in order to do that, in order to get to that place, I think we need to have that radical acceptance of what is and whatever may come. And I think for me, you know, uh, I was meditating this morning, and at the end of my time of meditation, my, my timer went off. And uh, while I was still in meditation, I just said a prayer in that place of peace and silence where I feel close to divine spirit. 
and I said a very simple prayer mentally in my mind. I said, this day I entrust all things to the infinite intelligence of the universe. My life, the events of my life, I entrust it all. And I know that come what may, all will be well. And that prayer, that mental prayer itself, had an impact on me. The moment I said it and then just took a deep breath and slowly opened my eyes and I said, at that moment, I said to myself, yes, that is the way to live our lives. I entrust every day, all of my life to God. And therefore, I know that come what may, all will be well. I just accept it all, no, no matter what it is, the good, the bad, the in-between. You know, it's an interesting study if, if you really look at it. Uh, people that have like terminal diseases, um, you know, things that are going to, you know, end their life early or could be, you know, terminal. The people that say, I'm going to fight this thing. I'm going to fight. It's usually a struggle. It's hard. It's filled with sorrow. And the end is usually not a victory party, sadly. But if you look at somebody with like the attitude and discipline of the Dalai Lama, a Buddhist monk, uh, a Christian monk, a very devote, you know, devout, saintly uh, person that has full reliance on God. And you see them have the same disease and the same struggle. The difference is always, no matter what the religion is, you see these people, they say, I accept whatever comes. I trust God with the outcome. I trust God with whatever happens next. I just have faith and I just trust. They're more relaxed. They're more peaceful. Most times when you talk to these people, you wouldn't even know most of the time that they're, you know, battling this terminal disease or undergoing treatments that, you know, can take such a ravaging toll on the physical body. You wouldn't even know it most of the time. And those people who have that, that radical trust, that radical acceptance of whatever is, and whatever is going to be, they're usually the ones who recover. They make it through the valley of shadows. 
And you never see them going around talking about, you know, the health problem that they had, you know, or using terminology like when I had my cancer, you know, I'm a cancer survivor. No, it's it's just something that they went through. It was a moment of their life. They made it, thank God, to the other side and it's over, you know, it's moving on, accepting what is now and what will come next. It's not always looking back across the river saying, oh, remember my cancer, my battle with cancer or whatever it might be. You don't hear that kind of terminology. It now becomes just a shadow of the past. And you don't see them perseverating or meditating on it all the time like so many of us do, uh, you know, in the Western states. And if by chance they don't recover, a lot of times those people's passing on their deathbed, they're much more peaceful, they're much more happy, they're smiling at their loved ones gathered around. They're not afraid. They're very courageous. They're just accepting. Now, I am probably going to leave this world. I am going home to God. I am about to enter into the great mystery of what comes next. And I accept that. I trust and know that God is here with me and he knows exactly what's happening right now. He's got me. I'm not the first person in the world who ever died. I'm not the first person in the world who ever died of this illness. God knows what to do. He's there. I trust that. And I don't know about any of you, but I would rather be, and I strive to be, that kind of person. Not the kind of person laying, you know, on my deathbed, you know, lamenting, you know, why is God doing this to me? Why didn't he hear my prayers? I was a good person. I didn't deserve this. I tithed. I gave. I helped the poor. I went to church every Sunday. I read my Bible every morning and every night. I didn't curse. I didn't swear. I did all the right things. How could God do this to me and take me away from my family and me away from them? Bitter tears and lamenting. Despite the fact that all my life I said I had faith. But where is that faith now when I really need it? When I'm at the threshold of what that faith prepared me for all of my life. And that's not criticizing anybody. You know, I, I think that happens to a lot of people. 
because of the religious training that we've had because of the spiritual training that we that we've had always fight the evil fight the darkness and evil and darkness have many names to mankind it's not necessarily the evil that men do or the evil that uh, the so-called devil is doing evil is sickness disease death poverty bad luck uh, you know you name it there's a lot of things that darkness and evil could be we always have to fight and we always have this notion that you know, God's going to show up or send us a fairy godmother, wave the magic wand, and poof. You know, I was a good person all my life, so I'm going to get some special miracle out of the deal. We may or we may not. You know, that's up to, uh, that's ultimately up to God. But I think, particularly in the West, We've really been con been conditioned to think that way, and we're when we're on the deathbed, and we're hurting, and we're scared, and we're not sure what comes next, or what to do next. We start questioning and lamenting everything I was be, I, I've been told why isn't Jesus showing up at my bedside and you know putting his uh, his healing hand on my perspiring brow and raise me up from this bed of affliction he may or he may not because we've been told and we're still being told through a lot of religious organizations and groups that if we use certain formulas and certain ways of prayer and certain ways of believing and doing things that healing is assured it's just connecting the dots it's just moving the parts and boom you know in the end you get the result just like adding salt to water, you get salt water. Add the salt to the water, poof, you know, you're, you're healing, you know. But how many people can we really look at in the world and say, well, they've overcome illness and death. They've lived forever. None of them. Some of the greatest healers of our time that ever lived, Christian and otherwise, have now passed away. You know, nobody's getting out of this world alive. And I think when we take a step back and begin to accept that, that's when we're on a path of more strength and more peace and even more faith. And so I think that's the lesson with everything that's going on in the world. Of course we try to change it by bringing love and light 
and goodness to situations that are dark and suffering. But we also have to have that acceptance. We don't always have power and control over the collective or every group of people. Some people in this world are going to do good things. Some people are going to do bad things. And we can try to help. We can send prayer. We can send light. We can send healing energy. We can do all these things. But it's up to, to them whether they accept it or not. And begin to heal themselves, the situation, and the world. So, of course, we try to help, but we also have that acceptance. Whatever is happening, whatever is going to happen, I accept that. Because I'm walking in a higher realm. I'm walking in the light of something better, something more powerful something more peaceful. And I'm just not going to let that situation move me or make me afraid or make me sad or feel threatened. We can observe without judging or being affected emotionally. And I think when we do that, one of the things that, for me, makes it easier is to realize that all the things in the external world, yeah, people might destroy them, people might tear them down, people might not, you know, they cause drama, but what can't they destroy? What can't they take away? The peace I have within myself. The faith I have within myself. The higher reality that I walk in and do my best to be a part of. What did Jesus say? He said, if you store up your treasures on earth where thieves can break in and steal and moth and rust can corrupt but he said rather store your treasures in heaven where thief thieves cannot steal and moth or rust cannot corrupt wise words and i think Simply stated, translated, and paraphrased would be, store up your treasures within yourself, in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, and in that kingdom of heaven, that world that is beyond this world, that is next after this world. And we think we have it all figured out what that's going to be, but we don't. We may have some ideas. But I don't think we have it all figured out. 
but store up your treasure there. Have faith in the great mystery. Have faith in the love of God. Because within yourself, in your own heart, your soul, your mind, the kingdom of God that is beyond this world, no man, no politician, no army, no group, no economic collapse, no virus, no pandemic. There's nothing in this world or anybody in this world that can touch or destroy those things. Unless maybe you let them by opening the doors of the sacred sanctuary of your heart in your mind and letting all of that negativity and darkness in and start judging it and fearing it and waging war with it fighting it then it can turn your love to hate your peace into anxiety your faith into fear And that is why I think it's best to just observe, accept, and let it be. That's what's happening in that particular situation. I can try to help, but I don't have to get down into the trenches and let this overcome me like a sinkhole full of quicksand. Better to be the quiet and calm observer on the solid embankment, holding out a rescuing limb or throwing a rope to those who are drowning in the mire. I'm Paul James Caden. I thank you for listening today, and I hope you got something out of this conversation. Stay safe, stay well, have radical acceptance of all things that are and all things that will be. And I'll talk to you next time here on the Mind's Eye Podcast.